Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Kara Tomei. And what I do on this podcast is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of innovative programming that engages the public or an audience. Be that through an ongoing personal project, an artist collaborative, an alternative space, an artist-run gallery, whatever form it takes, uh, we here at Just Inc. want to support and champion artists who have diversified their practice in this way. Uh, the goal of Just Radio is to give these motivated people a forum to share their experiences so they can inspire others to do the same. This is a Spotlight on Mila episode, and uh, as the alternative space adjunct positions is located in the Northeast Los Angeles neighborhood of Highland Park. Uh, This area has such a large concentration of artist-run spaces that I recently created a special monthly series to highlight the activities in the neighborhood. Um, These episodes are supported in part by Mila Arts, which is a collaborative organization of businesses in the area that also runs a monthly art walk and uh, publishes a newspaper as well, a great newspaper called Mila Arts. Um, so my guest today is the person behind adjunct positions, David Prince. Uh, he's an artist, curator, community arts active, uh, advocate, sorry, who is already um, diversified his career right there, but he added curator and director of a space to that list by uh, transforming his garage into a non-commercial gallery space. I want to welcome him to the show and hear all about him and this decision and the hows and whys of running the space. So, David, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to have you. Thanks for being on the show. So I'm just going to start by asking you a bit about yourself. Uh, like I said, it's all about artist-run. You know, artists who who uh, decide to do a lot of different things. Artists have to do a lot of different things to survive in this in this world, and we champion that here at Just. And so, but you are a working artist. I know that you received your MFA in sculpture from Art Institute of Chicago in 2006, and you're a multimedia artist. You make a lot of different work in different media, um, and you told me you moved back to L.A. after uh, moving around, doing residencies and shows around the country, and, and then moved back to L.A. You're from L.A. about three years ago. Um, so, so take me to, to, finding, to finding your spot back in L.A. and then how that progressed to, to the space. Yeah, um, yeah, so I went to grad school in Chicago, and um, I was in the sculpture department, although um, in, you know, in grad school in sculpture, um, particularly in Chicago, everybody's doing sort of uh, everything but sculpture, but I still think of myself uh, essentially as a sculptor uh, working in 
primarily primarily three dimensions, but uh, I work a lot in my own work in video and sculpture and some performance. Um, I guess I consider myself a project-based artist, so... Um, oh, I like that term. <laughs> yeah, whatever my sort of a concept is, uh, comes up, then I pursue that by whatever media or um, means sort of fits it, so... I've also done right. a fair amount of event-based work and some other collaborative projects. Um, so I, I sort of, yeah, I don't necessarily define myself by by media, um, which is actually true of a lot of a lot of my friends and the, the kinds of artists that I'm interested um, are working in similar ways. So. Oh yeah, um, so, yeah I think I, that's, that's so true today in 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 the art world that mo- most artists, you know, they have this practice of uh, multimedia, and I love I, that's a, it's my favorite kind of work for sure. Um, and let me pause and ask you a little bit about. Uh, tell me about one of these event-based works. I mean, because obviously it sounds like your practice is going to lead us into the idea that you wanted to help others present their practice. But that intrigues me, the idea of an event, uh, event-based work or a performative work. Do you want to describe one to us so we can get an idea of where your sensibilities are? Yeah, for sure. Um, one, of my, uh, one of my projects was, uh, this was maybe four years ago, I was doing, um, I did a series of events where uh, I was making biodegradable plastics. I sort of taught myself how to do that out of starch, uh, vegetable starches. So I was mostly working with uh, potato starch, and um, I was making balloons out of these uh, uh, these sheets of plastic that I would cast. So you cook uh, potato starch, uh, add some other ingredients, and then pour it into sheets, let them dry, and then I was fabricating out of those sheets um, large balloons, um, and then launching these balloons, filling them with helium, and then launching them at events. Um, and some of the events were also a workshop, so I would teach a group of people um, how to make the plastic, and then we would make a balloon together. So I did one of those at the Kansas City Art Institute. I uh, taught a workshop for students. Um, I think the class was a sculpture class. Uh, and then we went out uh, into public at the park and released this balloon uh, into the sky. So for me, that, I love that, it. Whole, that whole project was sort of about, um, I guess, the, the act of, of coming together and then sculpture as, uh, a gesture, um, and so an event and gesture where the thing you sort of physically um, see see the sculpture uh, disappear uh, in, from from view, and to me that's kind of where the art happens is is at that that moment. Um, so yeah, and then some other more. Uh, uh, I did one collaborative project in Chicago. It was called the Shadow and Light Festival, and this was. Uh, um, a project uh, with two other artists um, that I knew from school in Chicago, and we created this festival for, uh, mostly it was geared toward children, but sort of anybody in um, some of the underserved neighborhoods of Chicago, and it was this mobile festival where uh, kids would come and uh, make shadow puppets, and we had we had a film screening as well uh, from artists who were working in shadow and light. Um, uh, so, and that was two or three years ago. Um, those sound really interesting. Are those things that you would be interested in uh, doing in L.A. as well? Because I can think of several organizations that might be interested <laughs> in presenting something like that. We'll talk after about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. You know, 
You know what? Also, I want to ask you about. Um, you had mentioned to me that several years ago, um, tying in Just Ink here, that you took a Just workshop um, because Karen Atkinson, our founder, she offers professional practices workshops in Los Angeles annually. Uh, we also have tons of information about that kind of stuff on our on our website, of course. And so, back in 2002, I see. Oh, that must have been before you were living in LA. Before you went off to uh, Chicago to get your master's, you took a Just workshop in 2002 or three. Um, just reflect on that. What was that? What was that like uh, yeah, for you that, at that, so that time? Was, that was right in between uh, undergraduate, where I was in Colorado for undergraduate, and grad school, where I went to Chicago. Um, I came back for a year, and um, I guess in some ways this, that that time in my life really ties in with, um, I guess now wanting to start a space like this, um, which essentially to me is about building community and uh, sort of a, a creative conversation. Um, with other artists, and that time, so in in um, in Colorado, I went to school in Colorado Springs, which is something that um, oh my goodness, let's see, you know what? We have lost David for a moment. Uh, his call dropped off. I have to say, this is a first for me in uh, in just radio. <laughs> so I am just going to. Um, fill the space a little bit while he calls back. I'm sure he will. Uh, I'll just talk a little bit more about the GIST workshop because that is something that we do offer and our audience members are welcome to look on our website for notifi- and get notifications about that. It's a series of professional practices workshops, six weeks, and every week uh, you focus basically on another aspect of import uh, for an artist's career, everything from you know, it's it's the basics, you know, building a resume, how to do that, how and why to network, what are the steps you need, outlining your goals, preparing your elevator speech, uh, et cetera. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's a wonderful series of workshops that takes people through these steps. Uh, also to mention, we just re-edited and redid our manual, which is a professional practices manual book that is available on our website as well. So if, if those of you who might want the book version, you can certainly get one of those on Just Ink for yourself too. Um, okay, I'm going to get David back on the line with us. Hi. Um, Here we go. Hi, David. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. I got cut off. No, it happens. It happens. It's all. This is a phone-based interview, and phone that happens with phones. So, hey, I got an opportunity to talk about uh, just just uh, products. So, no problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead um, about about the workshop. Yeah. So, in between um, uh, living in Colorado Springs, so one of, one of my big um, the big drawbacks of my undergraduate was you know I built this whole community of of artists uh, in school. And um, really, in that city, nobody stuck around. Everybody sort of dispersed all over the country um, after after school, um, because right. Colorado Springs is just sort of a a, uh, a cultural desert, I guess uh, you could call it. Um, yeah. It's a very conservative town, and uh, just not a whole lot going on um, uh, with uh, creative people. So, um, so I left there, and and. Uh, I moved to Chicago for a short amount of time and then moved back to Los Angeles um, after that. So, yeah, and I took that, um, the GIST class, um, sort of to, you know, connect with artists here and just, um, uh, you know, learn from, from Karen and uh, and sort of build a, a network here or start to. Um, although Good, I, well, I, I love the idea that, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Just because I love the idea that just you know played a small part in your process of getting to where you are today. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's all, all, a lot of the, um, the 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 stuff I learned in that class sort of it stuck really stuck with me um, throughout grad school. And so I you know I I went then I left and went back to Chicago uh, just a year later um, to go to grad school. I sort of went through the, the the same thing, although there's a, obviously much more going on in Chicago. Um, I decided not to stay there, um, and I moved to to New York. And sort of all throughout my my um, I guess that those ten years after high school, I always wanted to be part of um, something like a gallery or or just a a place where um, whether it was a collaborative or a, a, a collective. Uh, where just a place for art conversations to to happen. Um, and, well, you uh, certainly but, chose you. You sorry, certainly chose the right neighborhood to move to. <laughs> you know, to L.A. Highland Park is jam packed with you know some something like at least thirty artist run spaces within the north northeast district. And you moved in to the house with that houses the gallery now about three years ago. Let's get to the part of like actually taking the step to create your own space. You obviously were craving it. You're talking about that having community around you is really important. So then you just decided to create your own community in a sense by starting this space and, and I, I and being someone who can um present you know, artists work for the public. So let's let's talk about just taking that step and, and how that how the how it's got started. Yeah. Um the the idea of a residential space itself was was a big part of it. In addition to the, the thing about building community, um, I I've always really appreciated the other spaces that operate in that way, uh, whether it's apartment galleries or mm-hmm. um, spaces of, of particular inspiration to me was um, a space in Chicago called the Suburban um, that Michelle Grabner runs um, during my time in Chicago. That was. Uh, one of my favorite places to go see art, and I think um, I think the main the the main thing that attracts me to that kind of space is um, sort of a, the act of somebody opening up their home or opening up a, a residential space to uh, for people to come in. It it just has a tone of of sort of generosity, which is a, a nice contrast to the tone of a lot of uh, more commercial or traditional spaces that um, sometimes come off as a little bit cold, or uh, particularly to people outside of of, um, of the the art conversation. Um, for outsiders, I, I think a residential space can can be more inviting, um, and just for artists uh, as well, um, it's a more sort of natural and um, uh, open conversation. So that's so, a wonderful also, way to phrase it. That's just a wonderful yeah, way to phrase your phrase where you're coming from and, and it does make sense. It's part of it's like part of your own personal practice. It's more open, more welcoming. It's just part of an artist's life in a way that you're opening the space and it does sound very, very welcoming. And the space yeah. itself physically is fantastic, by the way. You scored you know, there's pictures on your website Excuse me. Obviously, it's space. You scored a great spot there with that. With that, if you could describe physically how how you know where where the garage is and how you prepared it, even you know just this physical work. Yeah, um, the the garage is built into. We're on a hill, so the the garage cuts into the hill, and it's uh, concrete on all three walls, and then a concrete floor. 
Um, so it has a little bit of a, a cave-like feel, but there's glass doors on the front. Um, that was actually the, the main renovation that I had to do was putting in the doors and then some lighting. Uh, other than that, it was mostly just um, clearing the space out, gutting it, and cleaning it up. Um, so it, it, it has a, a very sort of welcoming feel in that sort of that it's, it's uh, nestled down in, into a hill. Um, and then our house is up above that. Um, the yard kind of goes up. Um, and we have a little patio area in the front yard that's at the top of the steps, and that's where we have uh, receptions. And um, uh, for the last opening, we did a barbecue. Um, kind of in line with that, um, having the space be somewhere where, you know, people can come and spend an hour or two hours at the opening and, and have conversations and, and have it really be a place Yes, yeah, so it's... Uh, Yes, such a social gathering is a real, true social gathering, uh, kind of mellow. I love the idea of a barbecue social gathering with an opening. That's great. I want to ask about the name. It's a great name, adjunct position. Uh, so just how did you kind of come upon that and describe what, what, what that term means to you? It's a great name. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I guess it's um, sort of literally has to do with um, the, the space itself, this gallery that is spatially adjunct to the house and, uh, having a residential space in, is, in a way, um, an adjunct uh, space uh, to the art world. Um, but, but I guess it's also just sort of a punchline in in that the, and you know, ad, these adjunct uh, teaching positions seems to be uh, yes. in the art world a bit of both a four-letter word, but also what uh, so many uh, young artists are are striving for. So it's a little bit of true. A, I love it. Yeah, it has it's a triple quadruple entendre. It's a great. It's definitely a great name. So you actually had your first show about eight months ago, and let's just talk about the shows. It's also fun that you know it's what we're here about too is the art. So how did you? You know, and I'm well. We'll I'll ask you kind of how you found the artist, and then leading into conversation about curating. But so your first show, um, what? T tell me about the last few shows. You had three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about um, them. So well, the first one was uh, Sarah Schnod, and uh, that that show came about as a um, a collaboration with Craftswoman House, um, who which is run by Cindy Rem, um, and she it's sort of a, a feminist art collection collective, excuse me, and they, they put on all kinds of events throughout Los Angeles and, uh, and the greater Los Angeles area. And um, uh, sort of serendipitously, I found out about that group. Um, and also, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Sarah Schnod, uh, had been approached by them uh, consecutively and uh, was asked to do a show. And that, that particular uh, group, they don't have a specific location, so they sort of are always um, seeking out venues. And so at the same time that I discovered them and had, was proposing my own show to them, um, Sarah had, had had the opportunity to show with them, and so it all kind of came together. That's um, nice. And that was yes. a, really, a really nice experience, yeah, especially for our first show to have it be um, there were sort of three parties involved and uh, – yeah, and as far as my uh, my curatorial style, I don't even know if I exactly consider myself a curator um, as much as maybe a host. Um, 
Right, I yeah, really I, like yeah I know what you mean. The word, the word curator has expanded in the art world, definitely, you know, it, it beyond just the traditional, you know, in-the-box, you know, historical theme show kind of curator, too. Curator now means producer. Like, I call myself an independent curator, but what I really do is produce events, you know, that, that has yeah. art involved. So, yeah, curator loosely meaning host, presenter, but there is a there is an element of choice in there, and I'm I'm not even after like your some kind of broader vision, but just you know how you decide uh, you know on an artist is it just, is it kind of a mo- like with Sarah with this perfect moment little you know, this connection that happened between the three of you, and then the next show was another artist. Is it friends or just connections? Are you loving an artist? How have you chosen your your next shows your your other shows? Yeah, if I do, I guess if I do. Um curate or make choices about artists, it's, um, I'm choosing artists more than work, I would say, although the mm-hmm. work, the work is important to me in the sense that I'm, I'm interested in artists that maybe are making work that, um, doesn't fit as well in, in more traditional spaces, um, or at least that are, are proposing a project that, um, might not have a venue in a, in a more traditional space. Um, right. So those are the the kinds of of projects I'm I'm interested in. And then as far as like a, a, a type of work, um, I guess uh, I don't I don't have I, that's something I'm figuring out. And in some ways, that's part of the interest to me. Uh, one layer of of the interest to me in starting the space is is figuring out, I guess that that voice for the gallery. Um, uh, so you know, I'm, I'm definitely still in a, a state of creative inquiry, I guess, um, with curation. Um, but it has been uh, word of mouth, and that's sort of uh, an intentional thing. I, I, I want to show artists that um, I've, I've met, or at least just, you know, had, I've, I've been doing a lot of studio visits and um, you know, starting conversations with artists and then kind of seeing what, what grows out of that. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I don't curate in the sense of going out to a lot of shows and looking for work that I like and then trying to put that work into a show. Um, no, it so, makes yeah, sense it just from learning about you over these past year, even 20 minutes, that it's much more about community, about having a network of support and supporting others that you just, you know, that you believe in, a very, very authentic kind of place you're coming from, which, which I, again, so maybe, you know, don't want to superimpose some kind of like, curatorial white box kind of you know <laughs> kind of um process on you at all it sounds like it's a it's a much more um yeah natural process for you which is great i'd like just talk about that um i saw images on your website of the site specific installation that involved breaking glass and that performance that was with that was sarah just to, just describe that briefly so we can get some you know art talk oh, in yeah. here too yeah it was the um the shiny parts weren't broken glass they were actually little metal nuts um but oh, she, okay. Hard to see images. Beautiful images, but hard to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sarah uh, did this installation where she she lined all three walls of the gallery with uh, floor to ceiling mirror, and then put a, a black uh, roofing material down that was sort of um, not exactly iridescent, but had a, a sparkle to it. And then she did a performance. The title was "Drafting Universes," um, and uh, it was. Uh, repetitive uh, sort of um, performance where she would uh, disperse these nuts, uh, throwing them up into the air and, and letting them disperse throughout the space, um, and then uh, 
that you know that, and then that whole scene was reflected infinitely in this um, throughout the space, and then she would go into the space, and she was dressed sort of in a sort of a lab coat um, somewhere in between uh, an artist and a, a scientist, but she talked to me about the the process of um, sort of scientific inquiry, uh, repeating something over and over again, uh, and sort of seeking out um, uh, data and results from that. And so she was sort of going through that that process, generating these universes through the randomness of kind of throwing them up in the air and then sweeping them up and, and doing this in this sort of repetitive um, performance. Um, so that was a really a really fun show. And uh, yeah. Um, it was really yeah. especially fun that, that for that first opening. Um, it it uh, it was in the evening, and it brought a lot of people from the neighborhood out who were very curious. They saw Sarah installing for the the two weeks before, um, and uh, our street is very attractive to dog walkers. So I would say a, a large percentage of, of our foot traffic is uh, people out walking their dogs, and then um, also just you know neighborhood kids and. Uh, and uh, That's other great. people living around and uh, coming to see the show, so that was fun to to bring those people in. In addition to um, the art audience that was there. Yeah, that, I mean that sounds like that's really important to you, and the fact that it's great that your location it, uh, is conducive to just kind of having people walk in from the neighborhood. That's a really that's that's very cool. Now you just opened another show about a week and a half ago, um, Sarah Jones just. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that one, and then we're going to tell people how to find you and, and uh, unfortunately, sign up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Sarah Jones, um, that show is up. Uh, uh, I'm not going to remember the, the end date, but it's till the end of May. Um, Opaline. I had it written down. <laughs> the show is called Opaline. Right, Opaline right. Fizz, yeah, that's the title. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and Sarah is, um, interestingly, she's, she's another artist from Chicago, although... Um, I didn't meet her there. I met her through, uh, you know, an, another uh, person. Actually, I met at a residency, and um, so she she works a lot with um, urban materials and builds aggregates out of uh, urban materials. And so, uh, in this case, she's built a series of sculptures, and she has an installation there, um, all built out of these. Uh, materials, some of which she's built in her studio, and it's sort of a mix of um, uh, built objects and then collected objects that she she uh, builds into um, sculptures and installations. So one thing that I was really interested with her when I visited her studio, um, she has a space, her studio is a very similar size and in her own garage. Um, and uh, seeing her work there, and she's working with uh, she works with materials like concrete a lot, and so I could really just um, see that work in the space. So that was uh, actually one case where I, I was, uh, you know, very much drawn to the work, um, but also our conversation and, and sort of hearing her, the way that she, she talks about her work um, uh, really drew me to that. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, that was that show. And then there was just, the one other show was uh, Maura Brewer, and... Um, she did a video and a series of glow-in-the-dark prints. So, oh, how neat! Well, yeah. I think that you are well on your way to um, having a really thriving space. I mean, you've had three shows, all of which sound so interesting. The, the space physically is great. 
you're bringing the community in. I'm really uh, impressed with your efforts and your sensibilities. So, and Highland Park is is a great neighborhood. So it sounds like it's going to be uh, a great project for you to uh, continue to do. So I wish you a lot of luck. Of course, people can find your website at justpositions.org. They can find you on Facebook, uh, mailing list to come and uh, see what you're doing. And I uh, thank you for being my guest today, David. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kara. Oh, you're welcome. And um, I'll see you at the space soon, I hope. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Thanks. This has been a product of Just Inc., of course. As you know, Just Radio is part of that business, which is all about professional practices for artists. And Spotlight on Mila is the show where I look into artist-run spaces in the Northeast District. And there are plenty more to come from both Spotlight on Mila and my show on Just Radio. So tune in again next week. Thank you for being here. Life is full of big moments. Getting married, having kids, moving into a new home. These are the kind of moments that change everything. And they might have you making changes to things you don't always think about, like your health coverage. Covered California wants you to know that when you have a big life change, you may be able to enroll in health coverage or adjust your current plan. The enrollment window is limited, so to see if you qualify or to find one of our local experts, visit CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. It's life care. Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person, and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like sending a kid to basketball camp and helping a family with gas for their son's frequent hospital visits. And during the Honda Summerbration Sales Event, we can help you with a great deal, because right now we're clearing out the 2017s, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best, a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2017.